everyone. How many times have your friends recommended a vitamin or a treatment or some natural health awesomeness that changed their life? Probably a lot. Blue Hive Health was designed to take that friendship to the next level. On this podcast, Giovanna and Stephanie will spend time debunking myths and introducing you to the latest in health and wellness treatments, all to support you and your family. Welcome to the Blue Hive Healthcast. Let's dive in. And I'm Stephanie. And welcome to our very first ever Blue Hive Healthcast. Yay, we did it. We're here. We are. We had to say our names because people say we sound similar. All the time, but we're not the same person. Do I sound older? You don't sound older. I think I sound older. No. Let's say who we are so people like actually know who we are to each other. Like obviously we're the co-founders of Blue Hive Health. Yes, we need to explain what that is. We'll get there, guys. We'll get, we'll get there. there. But like, so you're my niece. Yes. And people have a hard time with that because every time I say my niece, my niece, my niece, they'll be like, oh, your cousin? It's like they can't wrap their head around the fact that I have a niece because I became an aunt at seven years old. Yeah. So we're only, we're just under seven years apart. Yeah. Yeah. So, or just like, just slightly over. Maybe. You're, you, I know you're my <clears throat> aunt and everything. But it doesn't feel like you're my aunt. Like when I think aunt, I think like old lady squeezing my face and like going, oh my God, you're so cute. I think I pretty much did that at some point. But like, yeah, you're, <laughs> but you're, but you're, you're, you're just, yeah, you're kind of like a little sister, but there's still the aunt thing, but not really the old aunt thing. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good dynamic. <clears throat> right. I have been practicing not calling you aunt. And we, yeah. um, we are uh, Italian ethnic origin, so trying not to call you Zia. Right, because Zia means aunt in Italian. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <clears throat> really trying not to do that, um, especially around other people. I'm okay with that. I remember, remember when I was like still single, and you and I would go out, and I would be like, <laughs> if you call me Zia in front of people, I will cut you, because I was like, don't, I don't want to be like the aunt. That's I know, because I was supposed to wing woman you, and it, I just, know. it was hard. It so was weird. Hard. Anyways, I don't need that anymore now, because now I have the love of my life. But okay, but I still, still need that. PSA, oh, okay. single everybody, single and fabulous. <laughs> She's single and fabulous. <laughs> well, let's get into it, because this is our first podcast, and we are super excited new mamas of this new baby that we we are birthing, called Blue Hive Health. And you actually started birthing this baby like a year or over a year before mm-hmm. I joined you. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious for like to actually pick your brain for myself, but also I know the audience is going to want to hear like, how did this come to be? Number one question people ask me all the time is where'd you come up with the name? Like, how did this all happen right. for you? Just, you know, oh it's gosh. a short, it's, right. It's a short story. So just give us the Coles notes. <laughs> okay. Not a short story, obviously. Um, this idea started about five years ago, actually. It started like in my mind when I was going through my own personal health challenges. And I had, for background for everybody, I had been suffering from chronic migraines. So for those of you that don't know, chronic migraine is when you have a, a migraine for more than 20 of the 30, 30 days in a month. Oh, so I was having chronic migraines for 17 years. So So wait for 20 days out of every 30 day month. If you have a migraine, Mm -hmm. that means you're only well 
for 10 days a month. And sometimes those 10 days I'd have what I like to call a migraine hangover, which is almost like a brain fog, like lack of clarity, like a heaviness. And so I was not, there was not a day that went by where I wasn't aware of pain. Oh my God. And so like, you know, there'd be some months where it would be freedom where I maybe didn't have anything in a month and I'd, I'd get so excited (laughs) and I'd go do lots of things. Um, and then there'd be five months in a row or six months in a row. So at any point in time, there was pain and it would fluctuate to such extreme pain where I would lose my vision out of my left eye and I would lose my ability to speak. And my left side of the body would have numbness and pain. And sometimes I couldn't feel my left arm or it would shake on its own. And I had to go to the hospital when that happened because it's the same symptoms of a stroke. stroke. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. So from the, you know, from being, it all kicked in around puberty. I started having migraines and it got worse and worse and worse. And by my mid twenties, it was so severe. I remember actually in university lying in bed for days at a time and my roommates coming in to check on me to make sure I was still alive and be being like, you know, you got to get to class. And I failed a course in university, straight A student, failed a course in university just because of attendance. I couldn't get to class. I had to take summer school. It was insane. Oh my God. But it wasn't the only thing. I was also dealing with incredible stomach pain and like such severe pain that it was like, all the ugly things that nobody on this podcast really needs to know about. Just imagine, imagine everything ugly related to the stomach, and I was dealing with it. Ugh. Both both ends, the whole nine yards. It was not fun. And this is interesting for me to hear because I knew you were suffering with stuff, but when you were in university, I was, again, seven years older. I was off doing my whatever thing. So, like, we were in touch, but never to the point where I was, like, hearing that this was, like, a daily occurrence for you. So this is, like... Oh my God. Like I can't imagine being sick for 20 out of the 30 days of every month. And going to the ER, going to the emergency room and having them just not be able to give me an answer. And all they would do is pump me with, once they cleared the stroke and they said, okay, you're not having a heart attack or a stroke. Next thing it was like, okay, well you're in pain. So let's give you drugs. And the drugs weren't working. So they just up it and up it and up it. So then eventually they just put me straight on morphine. Oh my God. For a headache. For a headache. Which we know it's not just a headache. Exactly. And, um, because of the vision and the, the speech loss, I couldn't say no. And so you got my roommates with me. I wasn't quite like, you know, they'd come on so quickly. It was morphine. And then it was, um, steroids to help reduce the inflammation. So for everybody on the call, like a migraine is when there's for simplicity's sake, let's say a vein or uh, an inflammation in your in your brain, right? And so they would reduce the inflammation with steroids. And so I finally- And start- you couldn't advocate for yourself because you couldn't speak. And I also didn't really understand what to say. I didn't right. know. I was in my early 20s when it was at its worst and I didn't know what to say. Was I supposed to say like, don't give me- don't give me the drugs. Like they're the, they're the experts or the professionals. I don't know what the right. hell I was doing. And you don't understand your own body. So you don't, and you don't understand meds. Exactly. So you're just like, just make it go away. Yeah. Just make, just make this end. Um, what I now know was that all the drugs that I was taking. So like the handfuls of Advil, the handfuls of Tylenol, plus all the pharmaceuticals at the actual hospital were, was what caused the stomach problems. They were destroying my stomach, destroying it. Um, and, and figuring that out actually started with you when you started getting into the natural health world and started becoming a practitioner and exploring things and telling me to like, look into different stuff. And so I actually would take cure you at dinner and at Christmas. And then I would go and I would do my own research and start seeing different practitioners. And that was when I got my first naturopath right after grad, grad school. 
Amazing. Yeah. Because I was chatting about my work and what I was passionate exactly. about. That's interesting. I know. And I had no idea you were on that many drugs. And it's so funny because my practitioner brain here, I'm listening to him like, oh my God, onset was at puberty. What was happening with your hormones? Like I wanted to, <laughs> like, I was like, I want to rewind the tape. I'm like, what was going on with that? Why didn't they look at your hormones? And, and, and they don't because they just go with what's presented. And like, rarely are we digging for underlying causes, which no, is And you have like a, a five to 10 minute rapid fire intake with a doctor who's got a hundred other patients on the go. They have no time to listen to me. Right. I never felt heard. That was a big part of this. Like when I sit back and I think about what my biggest challenge with Western medical infrastructure, it's not ever being heard and being the patient and nobody listening to me mm. because there's so much more going on. And I just didn't know what all that other stuff is. And now when I look back on it, I can say that with a lot of confidence. And I went to three or four neurologists through this entire time period and they put me on different drugs. And I kept being the one or 2% on the fucking package that said, may have adverse reactions. <laughs> yeah. You will. You may not be able to speak. You may like, you may have heart palpitations. Shit. You may experience extreme vomiting. When any of these things happen, please go immediately to the emergency room. Like at one point they thought about stop pumping my stomach. And then the second thing that blew my mind was how many tests I had to go under. I was doing routine head CTs. I was doing like, if you didn't see something a month ago, and this has been happening for 17 years, you're probably not going to see it again in 30 days head CTs, all sorts of like, I went on this radiation. Um, they made me drink this fluid and go into like this radiation oh, test. Yeah. I don't even remember the name of it now, but when they made me do it, I was with my mom at the time and they made me sign a document that said this may, um, impact my fertility for the rest of my life. Oh my God. That was where we and were And you're at. how old having to do this? I was like this? 22 years old, 23 years old at that time. And I, I <sighs> my mom, if my mom didn't come and take care of like telling the doctors, you know, this is what's going on with her. I don't, I wouldn't have been able to speak, but they did it because it was in so much pain. And I've been going on since I was 16 that you're like, this is years now. Mm -hmm. So I started having like a lull. Things got a little better after I saw the naturopath and I was feeling a lot better. And it, the primary changes was stop taking the drugs and starting to clean up some of my diet and pull chemicals out of my day-to-day -day experience. So like changing my skincare products and my body and shower products to things that were a little bit more natural that had less chemical reactions that would impact my hormones because the naturopath went straight to hormones. And so I started cutting out gluten and dairy. First of all, I lost, guys, I lost almost 60 pounds in the first year. Just cutting out gluten and dairy. Just cutting out. And now I understand what inflammation means and what that looked like and how that mm. was impacting me. And my headaches started happening less frequently. I was so happy. Um, but they weren't gone completely and they were very easily triggered. Um, anything triggered them. If I slept an extra hour or not enough time, enough sleep, if I did not drink enough water, if I had two cups of coffee instead of one cup, any change in routine messed me up. What was happening? I'm curious, like to your mental health with all of this, because it's gotta be really, I mean, taxing, like feeling defeated. And it's like, you can't even have a good day where it's like, you feel amazing. Yeah. Like what was happening to just mental health and I felt moods? so guilty all the time because I couldn't get anything done or I couldn't support or service or do something. Like I just felt bad all the time. Like I couldn't accomplish, like I had all these ideas and dreams and I felt like my body just wasn't on the same page with my ambition and I would feel guilty Ooh, and that's a lazy and that's just not who I am. Your body wasn't on the same page as your ambition at all. Ooh, 
I know, I right? Got, like, I know. Because I could relate to that as a perimenopausal woman. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, that is so interesting. You're, oh, I like that line. My yeah. body. Well, we got to use that somewhere. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> we'll, write, we'll write it down. We'll listen yeah. to that one later. <laughs> yeah. So it was just, it sucked and it was not going very well. And then I started seeing all sorts of other practitioners. I went to go see Chinese medicine doctors. I saw a homeopathic doctor. You were my homeopath for quite some time and got support from you and started to realize that there's so much going on here. And I started to understand that stress was impacting me, but I didn't know how to fix it. Mm. I didn't know how to deal with it. And I'm going to fast forward for everyone. So this doesn't become a four hour podcast, but like easily could be very easy. Fast forward to my early thirties. I was at work and I was overcompensating on the days I felt good by overworking myself so much and not resting and not balancing that I actually created more problems for my body Mm. because on the days I felt a hundred percent, I would work maybe 15, 16 hours because I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to do really well at work, you know, and all of a sudden my body just decided, no, you're not allowed. And I passed out completely at the office in front of my boss while we were having a conversation. You passed out completely down to the ground. Oh my God. Wiped out. He took me to the emergency room and the emergency room thought I was high on drugs. They it set me aside. You were on drugs. My boss had to go in there and tur- he turned into my, like a papa bear. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, after that experience, I went to my doctor. I'm like, I need a new neurologist. We need to find somebody new. And, wh- and what he- she sent me to, she sent me this wonderful man at women's college health hospital in Toronto. And I'm, I'm going to promote them big time because that hospital is created to support women and they approach problems differently. And that's a big deal. As women, we need to advocate for ourselves differently. A lot of the drugs that are created are created only being tested on men. Yeah. And by men. By men, for men. And our body makeup is different. What we need is different. So she sent me there. And I wish I had like knew to go there earlier because I sat down with this neurologist and I told him my intake. He spent an hour and a half with me. Wow. That's almost unheard of. Yep. I didn't even know that was possible. I kept asking him, am I talking too much? Kind of like right now. Like, (laughs) am I talking too much? Is this too much? Because we do that, you know, in our family. (laughs) And so I was like, is this a lot? Is this a lot? And he was like, no, I need everything. And he made me a plan. He made me a plan when I said to him, I don't want to go on more drugs that are going to hurt me. And I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm going to end up back in the hospital again. I'm scared that I'm not going to ever know what like living normally feels like. And it's weird because a migraine is hard to explain to other people because it's not like a broken leg and it's not a physical impairment. Like it's happening inside of me. The primary pain you can't see on the outside. Right. And so there was a lot of shame and there was a lot of hiding because like people just didn't get it. Um, And so I, I noticed... I was like impatient and tired all the time. And so after seeing this neurologist for an hour and a half intake, he made a plan for me that the first two phases of this plan had nothing to do with drugs. The first thing he said to me is he goes, I want you to go and start meditating and I want you to incorporate mindfulness training into your life. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And you're like, does that come in a bottle? And I'm like, (laughs) how can I do that quickly? I got to go to work. He's like, no. He's like, I need you to go figure this out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're a neurologist. What? And the second thing he said to me was, I want you, I have herbs that are medically proven to prevent migraines. I want you to go buy these and I want you to start taking them. Wow. What did he tell you to buy? A butterbur. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Your neurologist told you to buy that? Yeah. That is so Um, cool. And oh my God, what was the other one? Starts with an R, Ryan. Rhodiola? No. Okay, well, let's not do the guessing Okay, game. we won't do it now. But yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, he gave me a whole list of them. So impressed. I was very impressed. And he goes, do this for six months consistently. Come back to me. I'm like, six months? It's a long ass time. He goes, well, we need time. This isn't something you solve overnight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I heard all these things. This is not something you solve overnight. Go stop, pause, go talk to somebody about mindfulness and meditation. For those six months... I dug deep. I was like, okay, I want this to end. Let me try it out. And I did mindfulness classes. I went and learned how to meditate. I took all the herbs religiously. I was migraine free for five of the six months between our visits. That's amazing. No stomach pain. None. I feel like we, it was like hashtag they do exist, right? There are doctors out there that will listen. Mm -hmm. You just got to find them. You got to advocate for yourself. You got to Mm-hmm. keep demanding and yeah. don't just take everything that's said they're human too and they're yeah. trained a specific way and they're trained to use medicine to help heal symptoms they're not trained to look for the source of the problem right so they're trained differently and that's okay and we need that like if i break my leg i'm not going to go to my naturopath i'm going to go straight to the emergency yeah room. please don't come see me <laughs> <laughs> but this is what blew my mind so okay all of this happened and i went on this crazy journey for three for, I took four and a half months off work. I started, you know, traveling. I went to Bali. I went to go learn how to meditate more deeply, start to understand different ways of healing from around the world. And I came back and everybody at the office was like, oh my God, you look phenomenal. And I'm like, I know. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You look great. You're happy. You look amazing. And what I realized was I wanted everyone to feel as good as me. And I just wanted to keep telling everybody about it. Like, guys, you don't have to suffer you don't have to be stressed out all the time. You don't have to be in pain all the time. You can recognize it. And I was having all these one-to-one meetings with everyone in my office who would ask. I'm sure they all want to pick your brain and find That's out. That's exactly what was happening. Because you worked in an environment where everybody else was overly stressed and on, exactly. you know, corporate. Um, and I, as I was doing this, I was like, okay, well, maybe I start a business that can help more people. And that's where Blue Hive was birthed. And so what Blue Hive Health is now was different from what I originally planned it to be. I thought maybe I would do workshops around the city and just try to educate people. And I tried that out for a little bit and I realized like this isn't scalable. I can't get to enough people. I wanna get to as many people as possible. Um, Everybody needs to hear about this because nobody in my world, my day-to-day life understood what I was talking about and they were mind blown. And so then we're like, maybe I'll make a digital wellness clinic Maybe I'll put that together. And all of a sudden I turned around and I was like, why aren't I asking the person in my life who's influenced me the absolute most to be a part of this world if she wants to help build this baby with me? And that's when I asked you. Hallelujah. There you go. So that's, that's, that's that long story. But yeah. Wow. And that's, yeah. And that's how I got here. And it made sense. Cause you, I you were for, well, not for a long, like not for the period of time that you, from, you know, thinking about it. Um, to asking me, but for that year before, you know, you were like asking me a few things and I, mm-hmm. I, I did a workshop for some of your people and, um, yeah. And it's, uh, I, I barely had to think about it. It made sense to, to join. And, yeah. um, that's been my life's purpose. I feel like helping, like when I hear your story, 
I'm like, I get frustrated at the beginning of it. And then I get like super inspired because finally you found help. And I think for me, um, one of the reasons that I've been in this industry for as long as I have in, in complementary and alternative medicine is because I started off feeling really helpless around my body and my health and not understanding it. And even though I didn't have a chronic condition, like the migraines that you suffered from, I remember, um, you know, I remember going to the doctors with my parents and my parents being immigrants and not speaking English. And even though their doctor was Italian, you know, I would still listen in and, and I, and I could just see how they were, you know, they were taking stuff and they didn't understand why they were taking it. And then I got to a certain point where, you know, I, I got into my, you know, late teens, I guess, early twenties. And I was really frustrated with my body. And for me, it was always around my weight and my, and my body image. And I was following the stuff that, you know, in Cosmo, it said, if you do this diet and you do that, <laughs> then, right, then oh that's God. supposed to work. And, and I was just like, yeah, but this is weird because I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the stuff and how come my weight's not budging and what's going on here. And so I just got really curious about how the body works. Um, and very, very early on, I was introduced to my spiritual mentor who started teaching me concepts like you create your own reality and the mind body stuff. And so I got really into the mind body connection and I started realizing, Oh my God, like our mind is completely in charge of our like physical body and the stuff that manifests in the body is. So I just went down this our big mind is in charge of the body. Our mind is awesome. Right. And so, yeah. and it's still really, even though it's like 20 <clears throat> years, whatever later, like I still, <laughs> I still have to wrap my brain around that. And I still have to, you know, because I, I did go to school and I, and I did learn medical sciences and I, and I did that and I had patients and I did all that stuff. So I still sometimes want to approach it from the very, physical standpoint, but your mind, there is a mind body connection. Now, thank God science is proving all the stuff that way back when I was really young was like, Oh, you're so woo woo and witchy. Um, and now it's actually medical science is proving that there is a connection between the mind body. And so, yeah. What are some of the things that you've been trained in? Like, I know some of them, but like you, you are very well-educated. Well, I'm really curious. <laughs> So I, I, I was going to say I suffer from curiosity, but it's like, I think more of my wallet suffers from curiosity because I like to pay for a lot of certifications and a lot of courses because I'm just curious. And the one thing for, that I actually really enjoy about myself, I can say now and at my ripe old mid 40 age is that I am a skeptic first, which is kind of really cool because, you know, in our family, there are people who call me the witch doctor, right? And I know my friends, you know, like say stuff. And it's funny because it's, I've always been in this, you know, quote unquote, alternative kind of medicine and world. And you're an open-minded skeptic. I'm a very open-minded. So what I do is I guinea pig myself. Phoebe. I'm not quite Phoebe. No, no. Although I have a smelly cat. I really do. <laughs> um, but, but I am, I'm an open-minded skeptic. So for me, it's, I've always been open-minded and curious and at the same time skeptical. So I'm like, I'm going to try that on myself. I'm going to do that for me. And so I've studied different forms of energy medicine. I'm a homeopath that you mentioned, which is, you know, I think the, one of the ultimate forms of energy medicine. There's lots out there. Um, I studied bioenergetics and biofeedback and I do that, um, nutrition, holistic and functional nutrition. I've done like Reiki certifications and pranic healing. And, and this is why you're on my speed dial. I don't even remember what, <laughs> right. And it's, and the funny part about that is, is my nickname in college was Google. 
And oh my God, that's, that's so funny. Isn't that funny? They used to call me Google because it's like, I was kind of the 411, which, you know, for the old people listening, that's a number you call for information. Nobody uses that anymore. I think I don't even think it exists anymore. It doesn't really, it doesn't? I don't know. I said it to a young person the other day and they looked at me like I had five heads. You know, I don't think of myself as older. I don't think of myself as approaching 40 and feeling old at all. Like not even a little bit. Like on the inside, I'm still in my 20s. Um, and then I say things out loud around 20 year olds. And then I realize, yeah. oh, we're not in the same world. Honey. Yeah, no, it's, no. A di- it's a different world. So anyways, <laughs> 411 was a number you used to call to get information before Google existed. <laughs> so they used to call me Google. And, and it's because I'm really curious. Like the reason I got into homeopathy is because I had an intense experience with it after being a skeptic. And I was like, I need to find out what's in these little white pills, right? (laughs) The reason I got into like bioenergetic resonance stuff is because I had a massive uh, intolerance to soy that used to cripple me. And I, out of curiosity, went to try a treatment and had a soy latte right after and was fine. And so I've gotten into modalities and things just out of my own curiosity, but always because I wanted to understand how things worked. I wanted to understand how my body worked. Um, I wanted to um, not be in fear around it. And I used to see, again, especially with my immigrant parents, I used to see them giving away a lot of their power to the medical establishment, more so my mom than my dad, because my dad is very anti-taking any medicine, as you know, he's your grandfather. Um, And he's very anti you know, almost too much to the, to the point where oh we're like, God. dad, take an Advil. Come Do on. You like, remember you know, remember the trip we took to Italy where he walked around and showed us all the plants that him and his mom used to grind up that he would use or yeah. put on cuts and bruises or how would he would take when he was sick? Yeah. That was, that was an eye opening experience. I remember that because every few like, you know, feet that he would walk, he'd say, and then there's this plant. If you ever hit your leg, and you have a bruise, you know, you do this and you do this. And then yeah. you walk a little further you, and yeah. say, this one's for cuts. And you stopped actually at some point. You're like, oh my God, this is where you get it from. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't quite where I'm at now. And so for you two were crazy to me. So I was like, <laughs> what? No, that that's true. And this is how, this is what we want to do. This is what, why we're building this mind body healing center is that your mind and your body are so connected and we, we look at them as separate pieces. You know, sometimes if your back is hurting, it's because something's off in your neck. Or yeah. sometimes if your back is hurting, it's actually because of stress. And who knew that all and these pieces And you feel unsupported. Were, and you feel unsupported. Who knew all these things connected? But that's the point. If we can introduce people just a little bit to a different way and to try things, I don't mind it. Bring some open-minded skeptics. Just try something once. See how it goes. Mm-hmm. You may find it be very helpful for your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's super important to me. And it, and it is. And it's about becoming your own advocate. And it's becoming um, understanding and learning. And I think education is power in so many different ways. Mm-hmm, and if you can mm-hmm. understand something instead of just saying, oh, I'm just kind of shrugging it off and closing your mind to it. But if you can understand something, and that's why I'm, I'm so excited about science actually backing up all of this stuff that back in the day was just like old wives tales or Oh, you know, she's just studying that funny thing, you know, as our family <laughs> often does to me. But <laughs> now there's science and now we have um, evidence-based uh, practices that are very complementary and alternative. And it's not about one or the other. It's not about turning your back against, you know, 
allopathic medicine and going only this way. It's about actually combining both. That's the whole point of CAM, right? Complementary and alternative medicine. It's supposed to be complementing. So yeah, and I'm happy that like I I didn't know I has I didn't know I had the influence that you're saying that I had on you. Like I knew I would hear things and you would say stuff and I'd say, well, let's try this and look at that. And no. you know, now knowing what you're telling me and how when it started and how deep it went, like I'm already in your medical history because I know you had um you had mono when you were a kid or something. I had mono four times. Yeah. Which apparently is not possible. Is oh. a- apparently not possible. So yeah. you have so for everyone listening um, my aunt Giovanna has been on my speed dial anytime I'm sick or make a decision. I don't even make a health decision sometimes without checking, not checking in with you, but this is, so this is what we want to do for you guys. And it's not, and everything we're building at blue hive is going to be about accessibility. And that's why we built this podcast. So we can share all the things that we're learning along the way, the, the practitioners that we meet, some of the things that we're learning individually and how we want to bring it to you. And then we're also building this um, clinic for everybody to try things out. And we're going to have programs that are designed and including both the mind and the body in each of the practices. Mm -hmm. So you can try them out. And so that's what, that's what we're doing today. And, um, we wanted to take this time and introduce ourselves. Yeah. And how we got here Yeah, what we're going to bring to you and hopefully lots of, you know, we're going to have more shows of just you and I chatting, but also we're going to have some amazing guests that come on, I already have like a wish list of people that I want to invite to be guests on the show. I can't wait. Oh and my gosh, I know. Oh, yeah, so it's going to be so great. And really for me, you know, geeking out on the science of it too and bringing people in because I'm all about the education. And like Stephanie said, we want it to be accessible. Um, we don't want this to live in the land of the woo-woo. We want to actually make it real because people are getting well and they're getting better and they're doing it because they're educating themselves and they're finding people that can help them. And we want to be part of that toolkit for you guys. Let's talk about it. Let's amplify that healing. Totally. So, um, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. We're looking forward to, we'd love your feedback as well. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. If you have an idea or you want us to interview somebody, or if you want to be on the show yourself, let's chat. You can reach us at support at bluehivehealth.com. <laughs> yeah, this was really great. I'm glad we got this story out for me too, because I didn't. there's some stuff I didn't know. So welcome to Blue Hive, guys. And um, we hope you stick around with us. And like Stephanie said, show suggestions or um, comments are welcome. And we look forward to bringing you lots and lots more information, education, and healing Thanks for tuning in to the Blue Hive HealthCast. For more information on our programs or on what you've learned here today, contact us by visiting bluehivehealth.com.